The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Former Rush guitarist and Rock Hall of Famer Alex Lifeson has re-entered the music industry, and we're so glad about that, with his new band, Envy of None. It's officially Lifeson's first project since Rush unofficially retired in 2015 at the end of their R40 tour and then officially disbanded in 2018, two years before drummer Neil Peart's death in 2020. Alex and longtime friend Andy Curran formed Envy of None and both join me now to talk about it from Canada. Nice to have you on the show and congratulations on your new band, Envy of None. Although it's not new to you, it, is, it certainly is to the rest of us. Alex and Andy, you guys have known each other for quite a while, right? Yeah, we we go back. Yeah, probably back to about 1982. We were we were label mates on Anthem Records in Canada, Um, same management company, and uh, um, yeah, good dates back all the way to to 82. I think is when we first met. So, Alex, do you say to Andy, you hang in there? Forty years from now, we're going to have a band together. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. I just kept hanging around long enough until Alex had some time and got bored in between golf games and was like, hey, what do you think, Al? You want to work on some music together? Yeah. <laughs> right. And who are the other two members in the band? We, well, we've got Maya Wynn from Portland, Oregon, um, and she's our, our lead vocalist. And we have Alf Annabellini, a good Irish Catholic name there. He's doing some. Um, some guitars and keyboards and programming and uh, recording and mixing. So he's the engineering type of guy that is uh, the most valuable player here? We all sort of did our own engineering. I, I did all my stuff. Uh, I mixed um, a few of the songs. Uh, Maya recorded all her own vocal tracks, and Andy recorded all his bass tracks. And, yeah, we just we threw it all into the pile and... and uh, in the end, sorted it all out. Yeah, and I mean, like a lot of bands that I have talked to over the last couple of years, you guys did this sort of separately and then came together? Yeah, and that's a good way to work. I think I, I prefer working like that, regardless of, of whether there's a pandemic or not. Um, it, it's a, it's great to be in your space that you know without the distractions of having other people around so that you can really focus your work. You can delete it if you don't like it and start over. And there isn't all the movement and uh, and distraction that you get working in a studio together. I mean, that's some vibe, and that certainly worked well in the past. And, you know, we made a lot of records when we were in the room at the same time, but we also made a lot of records in Rush where we worked independently and separately from each other because you just were more efficient that way. Exactly what this was. Alex, is this particularly exciting for you to start a new coming from a legendary band? I mean, there has to be a certain amount of freedom you feel here. Yeah, I feel liberated in some ways. I don't um, look. I'm a musician. I've been a musician since I was 12 years old, and I love playing. I love listening to music, and I love writing music. And when this project came along, when Andy uh, called me up and played some of his demos. I thought, yeah, this is going to be kind of cool. And we kept it very casual until Maya came into the picture. And then it took on a more serious tone. And then we looked at it as this writing unit that's going to create an album of really interesting music. And there's lots of variety on this record. It's very rhythmic. There's blues, there's, there's bluesy stuff. There's, there's country and western. There's 
uh, industrial, like all kinds of music. It was so much fun. And Maya's voice is the glue that, that really keeps it all together. So it's very, very satisfying for me personally working on this record. I was just listening to uh, one of the new songs just a while ago, uh, Look Inside, which is spectacular. And the production is just beautiful, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for saying that. That's one of our favorite um, songs, Alex and I, and, and a perfect example of just trying to create a vibe and going with a, a with a mood or a feeling on it. And um, we worked on that bed track for for a little bit, and then sent it over to Maya. Um, and really, she we just had a working title, "Look Inside," and she called me and said, "Andy, what what is, what is why did you call it Look Inside?" I said, "I don't I don't know. I just gave it a, a stupid name. I was." <laughs> I ran out of ideas, and she said, "She said, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole. I'm gonna, I think it's a good topic to look inside yourself and be reflective." And and um, and she just ran with it. But both Alex and I had a lot of fun. He he created some crazy guitars that just dance around her vocal on that track. When the four of you come together as songwriters, is there a big discussion about you know what to leave in, what to take out? How how does that work as as a group? I think. Uh, we share ideas. Um, once once the, it, once the arrangement comes to you, you sort of go through it, you listen to it, and you, you figure out where you can add to the song. You, you sort of pinpoint any weaknesses, but I have to say that generally there, there was very little in terms of changing things because the part didn't, wasn't working. It was more expanding it. And once you layer it with your ideas and it goes to the next person, and they take it a step up. It's, it's, it's very much like a pyramid until you reach that peak where you feel that the song is complete. And I think working with four professional musicians, songwriters, multi-instrumentalists, it really it makes this whole process, I won't say easy, but it simplifies it because you can think of something and apply it to what you're hearing. And that was great working like this. I will tell you listening to three or four songs that this album sounds very cinematic. Is this something that you might eventually yeah. do live on stage? Well, I, I don't know. You know, we get asked that a lot and we just want to get the album out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, Thank you for saying you find it very cinematic because it, it truly is. That's the way we've always felt about it. And there are lots of great opportunities for connecting it to visuals. Um, in a film or in a documentary or, you know, whatever. And certainly, we, had, you know, Liar, we did place in the Netflix series. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see what that reaction is once the album is out, because there's great variety on it. Uh, Alex, you are also working uh, on auctioning off some of your prized guitars, photographs, and original lyric sheets. Is this something that is, are, are those things tough to give up, or do you feel like, hey, I can't take it with me, and I've got so much? down off the wall. I mean, yeah. I, I look at it as, I walk in a room, I see them on the wall, it's impressive. I love them. I look at each one and, they, and there's a memory or many, many memories there. But at the same time, I can't just walk in a room and look at the guitars and go, oh, geez, let's look at these things that I own and walk out. If they can provide funding for some charitable work that I'm connected with, then I think that's a great new life for those instruments. 
And they'll go to good homes where they'll be respected and taken care of. Alex, I was going to say, how can people find out about that auction? Where do they go? Uh, they can go to um, the Julian auction, uh, and they can get information there. Uh, Julian is holding the auction on May 20th in New York City at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a couple of weeks of uh, you know access to the site. You can see all the material, all the albums. There's a beautiful catalog that they've put together of all the instruments and information on them. Uh, and I think that's going to be available to bidders as well as the general public. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be exciting. Fantastic. It's Alex Lifeson and Andy Curran of Envy of None. The new album on Amazon.com. It sure is good, you guys. And, and thanks so much uh, for spending some time with me this morning. Pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. This is truly a great sounding project, and I'm happy for Lifeson, who still has a desire to play. Hopefully those guys might do some live dates here and there. One of the reasons Rush called it quits was for health reasons. Lifeson had been struggling with arthritis that made guitar playing difficult at the time. I can't wait to see what his guitar collection looks like at Julian's Auctions. Well, that does it for this fun music episode of The Fake Show. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for stopping by. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.